0: A very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards living a better life. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational messages and transformational stories out into the world so others may benefit.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode, where today I am joined by a lady originally from Australia, now living in Glasgow in the UK, a lady by the name of Cheryl Peel. Cheryl, an immensely warm welcome to you.
2: Thank you so much, Paul. I'm excited to be here. And listeners, what we said, what
1: we spoke about off here, in um, what we was going to talk about, I'm sure you'll find this fascinating, is... A Dance With No Agenda. And I'll let your mind initially take that where it takes you. So, Cheryl, any thoughts around that title, A Dance With No Agenda?
2: For me, it's a fascinating idea because it allows for spontaneity, it allows for inspiration to occur, and for people to share an organic journey together. So
1: isn't it true, listeners, that so many of us, you know, we can attribute it as a a condition of human nature, if you will, at the risk of oversimplifying it to say that, you know, we go into so many things in life, whether it's personal or professional, and there's that expectation there straight away, isn't there? that something's going to happen as a result of, you know, uh, let me give you a classic example. You know, I've invested so much time in this, and you've given me nothing back. Well, actually, you didn't tell me that I was supposed to give. I thought you did it out of the goodness of your heart. Hmm. Okay, and that kind of thing. I mean, that's just one sort of general example. But that leads to breakdowns, Cheryl, doesn't it? Very easily,
2: very easily. It's, It's that capacity to communicate and to be on the same page, to to be walking in the same direction that is so important. So I am excited about the idea of dancing without an agenda.
1: So what we've decided, listeners, is we have not got a clue what we're going to talk about because there is no agenda. We know there is a, you know, there is a dance. Uh, Cheryl and I have metaphorically danced before, um, as I have with, you know, obviously all my, my guests on, the, on this Mastering the Game of Life podcast. But we haven't got a fixed point agenda. any expect- We've got nothing around. Let's just talk about life. And I think that's a great way, a great reflection, is it not? You know, whether you're speaking to somebody in a bus queue, in the supermarket or just wherever, a total stranger, if you will, just to talk, to exchange that energy, that smile, you know, just that one touch on the shoulder to to a stranger, you know, that random act of kindness, call it what you will. Boy, does that make so much difference in all our lives.
2: Agree with that, Cheryl? Absolutely, I agree with it. And it's something that, for me, lightens life and contributes to a positive energy flow. One of the things that I I really enjoy walking down the street is to do that, is to smile at a stranger, is to pay a random compliment. I confess now that I'm the kind of person who will walk up and tell someone if they have the tag hanging out of the back of their shirt, for example, Because I would like that done for me. I would appreciate that. And so if I am walking by and I see someone with, as I have done, a great pair of shoes on, I'll say that. That is a great pair of shoes. They are wonderful. It costs nothing to do something like that. And and yet you can create a connection. You You can lift someone's day because it was an entirely unexpected, without agenda, sharing of a positive energy.
1: It's I oh, was just listening to you there, Sharon made me uh, smile and think about something that happened, well, recently, two or three days ago actually. Uh, here in spain where i live that uh, there was a young couple in the local supermarket so i went to do my local uh, my, my weekly shopping in the local market there and um you could see th- the energy between this young couple now total strangers to me by the way i haven't seen them before but you could see things were not quite uh, just let's say as they should be and they was having one or two words so um, as they was walking towards me through the mall, and voices were slightly raised from from those two points of view, and I really don't know where this come from, but I just said, uh, "Hey, Buenos Amigos," and and I just burst out into this song, "Smile though your heart is breaking," and the guy looked at me for what seemed like an eternity it was probably only about three or four seconds. And he just literally burst out laughing. He probably thought I was absolutely off my head. And, you know, he may have a point there. He may have well have a point, but the point is just that simple spontane, spontaneous act actually broke that sort of flow between those two, that negative flow. And, you know, the next thing, as I look back, um, I saw them kissing, you know, sort of twenty yards away. As I look back over my shoulder, so you know, that's just a simple everyday. Well, maybe it's not an everyday example, but it's just a simple example of you know how we can how we can bring something into somebody else's life that we may 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 never even see again.
2: So much so it is that's a beautiful thing that you did. You just shared energy. You saw, as you said, a negative flow of energy and you broke that spontaneously and what a lovely song it is (laughs) it's a gift Uh, i would suggest to you that after you did that when you turned back and you saw them kissing that you received the gift of, of feeling great about that that am i assuming too much
1: not at all, Cheryl. No, you're not. Um, you know, just that warmth, that, you know, the irony of that smile then from me, it's like, yeah, okay, great. You know, just that warmth. It's it's one of those, isn't it? And I don't know if you can relate to this, Cheryl, and listeners, of course, where I think, you know, things happen in your life and, you, I don't know, I've certainly reached this point and, and there's no judgment on that, whether that's deemed to be good, bad or indifferent. But I'm finding actually that, words are futile and you know to try and explain how i felt even the feeling was kind of i won't say futile because it just gave me that warmth inside but that warmth came from that knowing of there's a bit of love being spread there you know and not from me putting myself up on a pedestal you know life has given me the opportunity there to be part of its love Because isn't that what this universe, what life is about at its core? And I think we lose sight of that as humans because isn't it true, Cheryl, isn't it true listeners that we get trapped in that everyday nitty gritty of being a human being?
2: It is so true. It is so true. That we're at that amazing point now in the evolution of or the growth of humanity, shall we say where science has caught up to spirituality and and we know that everything everything consists of energy and intent and the most positive energy the most resonant energy that that we have is that of love it's the highest vibration so often we we do as you say get caught up in that daily grind in the getting up getting things done in our 3D world, which we've chosen to be in. We're we're in that 3D world, and I accept that fully. But there's more. There's so much more that, that we're dealing with, that we're interacting with, that we can reach towards and explore. And at the core of that, for me, is that positive energy that we describe as love, And the thing that fascinates me about that is that there are so many different forms of it. So often movies or Hollywood, Bollywood, whatever you want to call them, focus on just one kind of love. But there are infinite kinds of love. And it all raises into one. I would propose.
1: Mm, Propose. Wow, there's a word listeners, propose. So I would like to propose, Cheryl, and listeners, that's not the first time you've you've heard me say that on a podcast, whether it's to a guy or a girl, but I would like to propose, Cheryl, that if we're going to dance, and we are indeed we're dancing, do we need some music? We do, you know, you spoke about energy quite rightly, quite rightly, because everything's energy. I love the intent as well, the energy and intent. But I kind of put it to you, and I suppose this is a bit of a personal question. Hang on, Paul, now you're proposing, you're talking personal, you're flirting, you're dancing, but what part does music play in your life, Cheryl? What, how vibrant is that in, in, you know, the everyday things that you do?
2: Music is one of those unexpectedly critical factors in, in life, I'm the kind of person who will sing in the shower or will sing in the car when I'm not listening to audio books or who has, as, as I'm sure that many of, of your listeners do, have those songs that are the soundtrack of your life. You hear a song and you're instantly taken to an event, to an emotion that's associated with that event. Music is incredibly important. And in a way, it's, it's a capacity to track how and where you are in your journey as well. When I was going through a tough time a number of years ago and I was, I was focused and I was in that grind that I'm sure we all appreciate and have been in, I realised after a while that I hadn't been playing music, that I hadn't been singing in the car. Because I'd been too busy listening to audiobooks or taking calls, that I had failed to embrace the release, the energetic lift that music gives. So, within that context, music is essential. I mean, it's one of the ways that we celebrate important events, key learnings, key experiences in our lives. So, Music within, within that context is such a critical way of interacting and experiencing the world, expressing ourselves, whether you are the amazing artist who created the music, who, who thought of it, or who is sharing it through their ability to use instruments, whether that's their voice or or other instruments, or you are the person who is benefiting from that talent and who is just resonating with the music that they're experiencing. There is so much. That's that's a rabbit hole, sir, that we could just spend hours on. <laughs> music. And you're already proposing and dancing, so I don't know how much of this rabbit hole we want to go down. What, how important is music to you?
1: Oh, it's. I mean, it's, yeah, oh, blimey. You know, that's why I share a long podcast and <laughs> listeners are used to it by now. I will just literally burst out into song. I am, you know, there's something very, very, very deep within me um, that, I, you know, I'm working through it in a very, very pleasurable way. I mean, it's fascinating to, you know, to flirt with it and explore it, um, you know, about what's actually going off. You know, why are these spontaneous lyrics, you know, why are these things within me at such a deep level? I mean, it is from, you know, it's one of the very, very, very strong, deep foundations within me, particularly, particularly ballads and love songs. Now, this is coming from a guy, listeners, you've heard me say this so many times before, that's come from an extremely dark place, decades, you know, suicide attempts, addiction, violence, gang culture, all that kind of, you know, that that stuff, if you like, mm-hmm. to then flip over to a completely polarized way of life and talk about love and sing love songs and ballads, you know, it doesn't matter where, what the context is, whether I'm, you know, here on my own or, you know, two strangers, two young uh, people walking through a shopping mall in Spain or whatever. It's just such a massive part. Um, And just to sort of (laughs) reinforce that a bit further, cheryl you know if it needs any reinforcing is in a previous podcast i actually asked my guest around uh, i think the actual podcast was something along time love or money which matters most so we went through time and said okay well isn't time a man-made construct you know we've all had those experiences have we not well hasn't today gone really quick it's flown by and then the next day Oh, do you know what? It's really dragged today. Well, it's neither gone quick or slow because time is time is time. The only power and meaning it has, surely, is what we choose. And there's a word for us, Cheryl, choose to give it the meaning we put on it, the emotion, the feeling, everything that we give this concept um, called time. So uh, if you just be with me, just so just park that thought for a moment. So let's go on to money. Well, money really is just an energy. Many people may look at it differently. You know, money is the be all and end all. Money is the root of all evil, etc., etc. To get to the top, you've got to be ruthless with money and all these conditioned cliches that we from a very early age. But what's really interesting for me, when you look at a multi, multi-billion pound music industry, isn't it interesting that the vast, vast, vast majority of songs and records are around love? They're not around time and they're not around money. They are around love. There's a reason for that. So I kind of just throw that out a bit of a long winded um dance there uh, or a few steps Cheryl to answer your question does does any of that make sense
2: I think there's a whole lot to unpack there Paul um (laughs) let's 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 go through some of it I should have brought a notepad to take notes I swear there's so much in there time you are entirely correct it is a human construct It is an artificial application. It's one that we we all, as you have said, consciously choose to accept and interact with and to apply it to our lives so that we can relate to other people and to put context to the world that we live in. So time within that idea, it. It does have a level of importance. However, the perception, as as you say, because our experience is an individual thing and the importance and priority that we place on whatever our our emotional response is, our considered response as as opposed to our initial reaction, and whatever we're attempting to do, what what internal or external pressure we're applying to ourselves, time becomes incredibly It's a stressor. It can be a stressor. The importance of it is what we apply and what we allow other people to apply to us. Mm. Money as an energy, uh, as a form of energy, as a perceptual, again, another another construct so that we exchange energy within, within a perceived agreed value and that's another con- that's another concept that I'd love to talk about value, but that's that's another time. Well, as you say, park that. I loved that term. It is, it is again what we apply to it. If it were not what we apply to it, the perception of it, there would not be the foreign exchange markets that are massive. It could still have been as it was thousands of years ago, salt, gold or metals or foodstuffs within the context of the barter system. It is how we choose to perceive and interact yet again with our perception of reality. But emotions, love, that. That is a that is a well and a gift and an endless energy. It is it is at the core of us because we seek as as a species, we are social animals. We may live in less community these days because of the evolution of the Western civilization. You will note that often in other civilizations such as um, Eastern cultures there is still, multigenerational hierarchical hierarchical families as a structure within Western civilization that is less so more often now. And that has created that I'm I'm reaching for the word so so please please be patient. But it's a gap. It is this This glaring hole that many are experiencing, particularly within the context of of the time during which this is being recorded, and that is during the period of COVID and lockdown for still many countries around the world, that that isolation, that lack of community, that lack of access, often for many people, to the giving and the sharing of love, the, the intrinsic resonant energy for us, it's, it shows just how much the lack of it impacts. When you look, and I, I won't spend too much time on this because it is, it is very sad and I don't have the statistics with me, but when you consider how the suicide rate has increased over the, over the last year, during the, the period of lockdown, it is a really, it is a sad but important indication of the importance of community and the sharing of emotion and, and experience of life within that positive energetic manner that is reflected in the music that you're talking about, love songs, ballads, Songs, um, songs of the celebration of love, songs of the loss of love, songs of different experiences within the context of love. It doesn't surprise me. It, in some ways it reassures me that information that you've shared, that, that love songs are the most prolific kind of songs in the world, in different cultures. So thank you for sharing that. It's fascinating to, to know on such a deep level that wherever we are in the world, one of the things that binds us is love.
1: Absolutely. One of the things, uh, Cheryl, that I've done previously, and, I've, and I'm feeling compelled to do it again. Listeners, I suppose you know what's coming here, but this, you know, this on this theme of time, love, or money with the songs. So, you know, when I think, you know, as I've already said, that, you know, music is such a monumental and fundamental part of, you know, of, of my life and tunes and, and, you know, lyrics and they abound within me. But when it comes to being aware of songs around time, I can think of very few. So I'm just going to blurt out something now that's come to me It makes no sense at all listeners, but who really cares? Who really cares? And it's time, if I only had time, dreams would be mine. So that's just one song, or the lyrics from one song. And I can't think of any any other. I really can't. And I literally know thousands of, you know, songs and tunes and all this kind of rich myriad. And then, and similarly with money. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? And still there doesn't seem to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. You know, that famous iconic song from Abba, which I've just butchered, by the way, but it makes no odds because, well, it makes no odds. There is no judgment with it, certainly from my own perspective. But then when we go into love, blimey, to use the Cherylism, we could go down a right rabbit hole with that one and be here till doomsday or till bliss day, whichever way you, you look at things around, you know, just quoting lyrics from, from love songs. So I just, I don't know. I just spontaneously share that, Cheryl, for, for what it's worth or, or not, as the case may be.
2: Thank you for sharing that. Um, when you started talking about songs, I, I do actually have, It's perhaps not, it's perhaps a song that is ultimately about something else, but it begins with time. And I am confessing now to feeling somewhat nervous because I'm not sure if I'm going to actually attempt to butcher the singing of the song, but um, it does begin, and again, it's an older one. Time, 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 see what's become of me. And can you guess that song, Paul?
1: No. So a, I've just tripped up listeners on my own words, haven't I? Doesn't that prove a point? The power of expectation. So I put it out there that, you know, I've got this rich myriad of thousands, blah, 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 of lyrics, tunes, etc. Cheryl's just offered a few lines you know the lyrics there and I don't know so just beware the power of expectation so anyway Cheryl going back to no put me out of my misery put me out of my misery please
2: okay um that song is is, is that is that the misery you want to be put out of the the name of the song well the ignorance of not knowing
1: or should I oh, say oh. the the journey of um, something I don't know yet
2: Okay, so I'll actually speak um, another or or the rest of that line. Hopefully I've got it right and then I'll give you the name of it. It's time, 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 see what's become of me as I look around at my possibilities. And the song is Hazy Shade of Winter.
1: Mm. Make a note. (laughs) Fantastic. But doesn't this prove our point, listeners, that you know, this kind of on agenda dance between two people? And you know, what's coming out of it? You know, the fact that, you know, Cheryl's quoted a few lines or I've quoted a few lines and we may or may not have resonated with the listeners' ear is is kind of secondary, is it not, to the fact that You know, there's a whole energy that's taking place here. And that's an energy, an exchange, a dance, call it what you will, that each and every one of us can share with total strangers to bring, you know, that smile, that happiness, lift people's spirits. Call it what you will. And surely as part of love, isn't that why we're on this planet? It's not the only reason, but for me personally, and I suppose we've all got our own take upon it, it's a big part. It really is a big part.
2: sharing and growing so important so important there's there's staying still and stagnating or there is reaching growing sharing it's it's entirely up to us to make a conscious choice about how we choose to live our life how we choose to interact with the world it comes back again to that word choose that you raised earlier Um, and that is so important to me that um I made it the first of my Seven Seas of Conscious Change. The the conscious choice, how we choose to experience our world, how we choose to live and interact with it. And surely one of the better ways that we can choose to do that is positively. And that includes interacting with people choosing to be the best version of yourself that you can at any one time, knowing that your best today may not be your best tomorrow, and that is okay. That is, for me, one of the key takeaways to have in when we talk about the importance of, of energy and, and interacting. I want to ask you, Cheryl... When
1: you um, and I want to say sang, when you sang that you know, those first um, those lyrics the first time, was there an awareness? Was there a sense of vulnerability there? And there's a reason, listeners. I'm asking that question. How how was that for you, Cheryl? When oh, blimey! How was that for you? Um, okay, let me rephrase that, listeners. <laughs> No, let me not rephrase it. We're authentic, we're in the moment. There was a reason that came out, whatever that was. But the point is, you know, was there that sense, was there that awareness
2: of vulnerability, of being judged or not? Very definitely there was. And, and that's why you heard me hum and har about it before I started. Mm. Again, it is, it's perceptual, it's entirely my experience of my belief of how other people may perceive me
0: yeah.
2: or may judge me. And what you heard me do was make that conscious choice to do it anyway, to put myself out there, mm-hmm. even though I am aware that I don't sing in public. It's not my profession. I'm not in a choir and I have a friend who who leads choir, so it's... It's one of those things. So, yes, there is a level of vulnerability when you, when you well, for me, when you choose to express it in that way, to, to share that, that element of myself that I am perhaps less confident of or I perceive that I may have less ability or skill in. So, yes, there very definitely was but I chose to do it anyway.
1: And that's powerful, listeners. That is so powerful because the reason I asked that question of Cheryl is, the, is for me the knowing that, you know, we build so much up in our minds about, well, I can't do this and I should do that and, and I ought to do this and, and, and if I do that, you know, I'll be judged and, and people won't like me or they won't accept me or whatever it is and all this stuff that goes off in our mind. And the reality is people really don't care. You know, if we could take a snapshot now, Cheryl and I, of, okay, did you like Paul's tones? Did you like Cheryl's tones? Um, um, no, it's just a bit of fun. I can guarantee that 99% of people would respond that way, because I have asked the question of so many people, and not just on podcasts, but generally, it's like, well, it was a big thing to you, Paul, to us. It was just a bit of fun. You know, are you on the stage at the London Palladium? No. You know, are you number one in the charts? No. So does it really matter? No. I want to finish off now, Cheryl. I want to start to lead the lady off the dance floor, so to speak, by asking this question. We've spoke about choices. Is
2: love a choice? Oh, that is a good one. That is a good one. I would suggest to you... And and seriously, this this would take hours normally to to explore for men. I would suggest to you that the desire to love is inherent in our makeup. It is it is part of what we, part of who we are when we experience this three D world. Because as I said earlier. We are social animals. It is that interaction that we do. And when you, for example, studies about the observation of for babies who have been denied touch, orphans, for example, and how that negatively impacts their experience and growth in the early stages of their life. And, again, isolation, when... You are looking at, for example, prisoners of war who are isolated or even I, I don't know how different prisons are run nation, internationally, but when people are isolated, that lack of interaction, that, that lack of potential for a loving interaction, whether it's a smile or a pat on the back or just a touch to know that you're not alone... For me, it's not a choice whether or not we desire to love, whether we search for love, we do. Uh, at, at an intrinsic and innate level, we do that. Mm. What we interpret that love as being, that's something else. That's a whole nother discussion, Mr. Lowe
1: oh mr Lowe. you can tell listeners i'm leading the lady off the floor because the formalities are you know all the proposals the flirting it's all gone now listeners it's all gone we're back to formalities <laughs> <laughs> if, if i can be allowed cheryl to answer my own question there with 15 very succinct and carefully chosen words around his love of choice so many people waste their lives searching the perfect love rather than creating it
2: oh that's powerful that's powerful and again it is it is about that conscious choice about how you want to live your life and interact with it and and how you perceive yourself and how you want to be as person
1: mm. so listeners there you have it a dance with no agenda, Cheryl. I just want to kind of uh, literally take the step off the floor now by asking you: How was this? Well, yeah, okay. How was this for you? How was this dance with no agenda? I mean, you know, in thirty odd minutes or whatever it's been, you know, we've been all over the metaphoric floor, have we not?
2: We have indeed, sir. And you've you've provided or led me through some interesting and sometimes intricate steps. Thank you for that. And I've learned and grown and experienced more of your serenading. Thank you. I appreciate that. And <laughs> for me, it's, it's one of the joys of life to be able to just sit and have a conversation with someone and see where it goes to just allow something to evolve.
1: Mm, absolutely. That's, yeah you know, I often use listeners, do I not, this example of speaking to the little old lady in the, uh, you know, in the bus queue, in the supermarket queue, whatever, doesn't have to be a little old lady, of course it doesn't, you know, just speaking to people, speaking to beings, it doesn't have to be people, you know, the love that we have with our, with our pets, for example, uh, you know, for our plants, for beings, whatever form that may take, that surely, I keep using this phrase, but surely that's that's all part of what it's about cheryl you've mentioned the seven Cs. i kind of want to park that if i may for another time because what i would like to do um if i can be presumptuous listeners and say to the lady on this first date this first dance that i would like to invite her back and i'd like to explore things like the seven Cs. but let's park that for a moment cheryl let me not be even remotely presumptuous and say how can listeners reach out to you? How can they find out more about who you are, your contact details, etc.?
2: People can find out about me. And thank you so much for the, for the offer of coming back because I would love to have another dance with you, sir. My dance card has spaces available and I would <laughs> like to put your name in it. People can <laughs> contact me through uh, a number of, a number of um, avenues. The... It's a long, people, it's a long website name. So please be patient. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook, Cheryl Peel, C-H-E-R-Y-L-P-E-E-L. You'll uh, W E L. You'll you'll find me. I'm the Australian. If you want to go to a website, and this is where my seven Cs live, it is theconsciouschangecollective.org. And that will twist your tongue and check your spelling. It's a challenge. You learn and grow. It is important, it was important for me to have it called the Conscious Change Collective Paul. And I recognize that it. it is a hugely long name, but it is, it it reflects the community that lives there. So
1: Fantastic point, fantastic point. And uh, all that remains now, listeners, as, as is our way, is to sign off by saying, remember, Mastering the Game of Life starts by embracing our hearts.
0: Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line. To paul at paul with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the game's ever-changing. How will you master it?